What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Time Out with Joe, a podcast where we're going to be talking all things sports. Today, we're strictly focused on my favorite time of the year, football season. I love it. Everybody loves it. It's a good time of the year. Fall's time's coming, and we get to see a lot of football. And honestly, I want to start off with the AFC. The AFC East looks like an easy cakewalk for the Buffalo Bills. I got them going 12-5. and They got an elite offense, and they got a solid defense to go around with that. They picked up Emmanuel Sanders, who's another weapon to help out Josh Allen, who's looking to have another resurgence this year. He's going to take another big step this year. They got Cole Beasley, and then they also have Stephon Diggs, so they have elite receivers. The run game's a little questionable at the end of the day, but it is what it is. Their defense is elite. They got Carlos Bassum Jr. and Gregory Rusasu, two pass rushers they got in the draft, which is going to help their D-line. Finishing second in division, I got the Miami Dolphins. I got them going 9-8. and eight. They got a really elite defense, and the offense is the only thing I question. Their defense is going to keep them in a lot of games, but at the end of the day, I don't trust Tua Tagovailoa. I think he's overrated, and I think he's a bust. They added a couple weapons in Will Fuller, Jalen Waddle, in the, dra- in the draft and free agency, but at the end of the day, I don't think Tua's that guy, and I don't think he's going to get them that many touches. I think they're... They're a QB away from being a Super Bowl contender. Third in that division, I got the New England Patriots. I got them finishing 8-9. and nine. They just announced that they're going to have Mac Jones as their starting QB, and they released Cam Newton, which to me was a big surprise. I thought they should ease Mac Jones into the offense. Mac Jones is going to be solid. He's a decent quarterback. I think he's going to have some struggles in his first year, but at the end of the day, I think he's going to be a future Hall of Famer like the New England Patriots think they are. They had a very interesting offseason. They spent the most money in free agency this year. They went out and picked up Matthew Judon, Nelson Aguilar, Kyle Van Noy, Kyle Duggar. And then they also picked up Hunter Henry and Joano Smith. They boosted up the offense and the defense. Bill Belichick's trying to prove something this year after he's seen his homeboy Tom Brady win a Super Bowl in Tampa. And in fourth in that vision, I got the New York Jets. The Jets are a team I'm really interested in. They're not going to be that good this year. They have some room to improve, but I'm a big fan of what they got going there. They're definitely flipping that team around. They picked up Robert Sala, who's going to be a great head coach, and a lot of players are going to want to play for them. He's a defensive-minded coach, and I think their defense is going to improve a lot. They went out and picked up Carl Lawson, who was the premier pass rusher in this year's free agency class. I think that was a big pickup, even though he's going to be out for the year, but at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter. He's going to be there for four or five years, and he's going to put up numbers with them, and he's going to help improve that defense year by year by year. Offensively, they went out and picked up, I think, the best QB in the draft in Zach Wilson, who I think is a for sure Hall of Famer. I think he's going to be in the conversation with Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. They picked up a running back to go with him in Michael Carter from North Carolina, who's going to get a lot of touches and help Zach Wilson out where he doesn't have to throw the ball all the time. And then they went out and picked up two receivers, one in the draft and one in free agency. Elijah Moore, who I think is going to be an elite receiver, he's a stud. He's going to have a lot of chemistry coming in as a rookie with Zach Wilson. And Corey Davis. I think Corey Davis has wide receiver one potential. The only thing holding him back last year was that he was sharing snaps with Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown. But this year, he's the number one weapon, and he's the number one go-to guy. His numbers are going to be great this year. And they also picked up Elijah Vera Tucker, the offensive tackle, who's going to be protecting Zach Wilson's blindside for years to come. I think the Jets really improved this year, and I'm ready to see what they're going to do for future. They're a future team. I got them at 6-11 and this year. Now, going over to the AFC South, I think it's a two-team race. I think it's between the Titans and the Colts. I got them both going 11-6. and six. I'm giving the slight edge to the Titans because the Colts end up usually losing a game to the Jacksonville Jaguars for some reason. But at the end of the day, the Titans really improved their offense and their defense completely. Their offense should be able to compete with multiple teams in the league. They should be one of the highest-scoring offenses in the league. They went out and picked up Julio Jones. You have Julio Jones, A.J. Brown on the outside, and Derrick Henry running the ball. 
that offense is going to be crazy. You can't double-team none of the receivers because that allows Derrick Henry to go off for 200 yards in a game. And when you load the box, you're leaving one-on-one coverage for Julio and A.J. Brown, who's just going to eat up on corners. And this is probably going to be the first time in a long time that Julio Jones has seen one-on-one coverage. Defensively, they picked up Nico Autry, who's a good run stopper, which was a good pickup for the defensive line. They went out and got Bud Dupree, who's a solid linebacker, is going to be all over the field. And they picked up one of my favorite corners in this draft, Caleb Farley. They really improved their defense, which was one of the worst in the league last year. But at the end of the day, that offense is going to be able to put up 30, 35 a game, and that's just going to help the Titans win a lot of games. Second in the division, I got the Indianapolis Colts. I got them as one of the best teams in football. They have a really deep team. The only thing about them is what is Carson Wentz going to do for them? Carson Wentz looked like one of the worst QBs in football last year. But he, then again, he was playing on a really bad Eagles team. No offensive line, no weapons. He had to go out and try to be Superman, trying to force throws. And I think he's going to settle well in Indy. He's got Frank Wright, who when he had him as his coach last, he was in the MVP conversation. Carson Wentz, I think, is going to have a solid year with the Colts. He's not asked to go out and throw the ball 30, 40 times a game. He's asked to hand the ball off for most of the time and just make the right throw when it needs to be happening. They picked up Eric Fisher to replace Anthony Costanzo, which was a good pickup. You're just replacing a left tackle that's going to protect Carson Wentz. And I think their best move this offseason was picking up Quiddy Pay, the defensive end from Michigan. He's going to add sacks to that Colts D-line. That's what they needed most on the defensive side of the football. And he's going to get one-on-one cover because they're going to be double-teaming DeForest Buckner up the middle. Kwadi Pay is honestly who I think is going to be the defensive rookie of the year. And I think he's going to lead the league in sacks as a rookie for rookies only. And the Colts have got a good squad. Next, I got the Jacksonville Jag- Jaguars finishing third. I got them at 4-13. and 13. They got a lot more work to do. They picked up Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick in the draft, who a lot of people think is going to be a superstar. They got him, and they picked up Travis Etienne, his best friend, one of his boys, his teammate from last year, to help him out with chemistry. Etienne did get hurt, and he's out for the year, but then the day, they still had James Robinson, the undrafted rookie from last year. He balled out. He had one of the best running back years, period, last season, and he's going to add a lot to that Jacksonville team. Picked up Walker Little, who's a good offensive tackle, is going to protect the QB. And then they went out and picked up Marvin Jones. That's another weapon for him. Marvin Jones puts up great numbers when he has quarterback thrown in. I think him and Trevor Lawrence can have a lot of chemistry this year. Picked up Shaq Griffin on defensive side of the football, which should improve them. But overall, they still need to improve their offensive line and their defense as a whole. Jacksonville is another team that you have to look forward to for the future. They're going to take a bigger step this year than they, than they were last year. But at the end of the day, they still got room to improve. And in fourth in division, I got the Houston Texans. I got them going 3-14, and 14, and that's being nice. I don't even think they're going to get three wins. I just can't – like, it's just tough to see them win many games. They don't have Deshaun Watson, who's an elite quarterback, one of the best in the league. They're going to rock with Tyrod Taylor, and I don't think he's that guy. I think the Texans are going to be fighting for the number one pick. Their team as a whole is not good. I think they're one of the worst teams in football, period, maybe one of the worst teams historically. They don't got no superstars. They don't got no weapons. Their best player is Brandon Cooks. Like, come on now. He was a number three receiver a couple years back. We're going to see what they do. Um, they're, they're trying to just hope that Deshaun Watson doesn't go to jail. But at the end of the day, the Texans got to improve somewhere. And I, honestly, they can improve like from every position. They can replace anybody at any given day. They picked up Phillip Lindsay, who's going to be fighting for the number one running back position with David Johnson. And then they went out and got Desmond King, who's a solid corner. But at the end of the day, he's not going to win you any games. Next, I'm going to the AFC North. And this division was really hard. It's probably the toughest division in the AFC. I've got the Browns finishing first at 12-5. and five. they got a really deep squad. Honestly, the Browns are my team to give the Chiefs a run for their money. I think the Chiefs 
are gonna have to, are gonna be have to worry about the Browns. They got a two-headed running back monster in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They got weapons in Odell Beckham Jr., Najoku, Jarvis Landry, and Austin Hooper. Their offensive line was ranked number one in running and passing last year, and that's never happened before. That Browns team is going to be scary. And then they improved the defensive side of the football. They went out and picked up Jadavion Clowney, who's going to be right on the other side of Miles Garrett. So you have them two pass, pass rushing the QB. They went out and picked up safeties in John Johnson and Troy Hill. They picked up a corner in Greg Newsom, who's going to be locked down. And they picked up two linebackers, Anthony Walker. And then in the draft, they picked up the player who I think was the biggest steal of the draft, Jeremiah Wusa Komoro, the linebacker from Notre Dame. He should never have been available for the Browns to take. And they ended up getting him. He's going to make a lot of noise for that defense. The Browns team is going to be very scary for a lot of teams this year. I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns have a chance to make the Super Bowl and upset the Chiefs. Next, I got the Ravens. I got them going 11-6. and six. The Ravens are a really deep squad. The Ravens did suffer a lot of injuries this offseason. They lost J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and then they lost Marcus Peters, which is very tough for that team. But at the end of the day, they lost two running backs. They have Lamar Jackson, who's the best runner in the game. He's going to end up leading the team in rushing yards anyways. And they went out and picked up some weapons for him to throw to. They picked up Rashad Bateman in the draft, and then they got Sammy Watkins in free agency. That's a big improvement to their weapons. Then they still have Mark Andrews, and they still got Hollywood Brown. And the Ravens still have a solid offense and solid defense. The Ravens are still going to be in the playoffs, still going to be a team to worry about. At the end of the day, I just want to see how Lamar is going to do when it comes to throwing the football. He actually has weapons to throw to, and I'm very excited to see what Lamar does this year. Third, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers at 9-8. and eight. They have an elite defense. They still got all their superstars on defense. They're still going to make some noise defensively, and they're going to be in a lot of football games just because of their defense. Their offense is my only question mark. They picked up Najee Harris, who's going to be a workhorse for them. And I'm very excited to see what he's going to do. But at the end of the day, I don't trust big men. Father time pick catches up to everybody eventually. And I think it's it's time for Big Ben to hang up them cleats. I don't think he's that guy no more. I don't think he's bringing Pittsburgh Steelers to a Super Bowl at all. I think Big Ben is the reason why the Steelers are not going to be in the playoffs this year. He's going to make some unquestionable throws. And he's just going to show that he should be done with the league. I think the Steelers, if they add a quarterback, say if like Deshaun Watson comes back and they trade for him, I think the Steelers are a team that a lot of people are going to fear. They got weapons. Only thing they need is a QB. And last in that division, I got the Cincinnati Bengals. It's the Bengals. The Bengals have been one of the worst franchises in football for a long time. I got them going 5-12. and 12. They got Joe Burrow, who I'm a big fan of. He's a stud. They picked up Jamar Chase, his boy from LSU, who them two were breaking records two years ago in college football. But the Bengals, at the end of the day, they need a lot of work. They have no offensive line. That's what they needed to pick up the most, and they didn't even go after an offensive lineman this year. They have a Joe Mixon at running back who's a little streaky. He goes through a lot of injuries. But then they, Joe Mixon's pretty solid. Wide receiver-wise, they have weapons. They have young studs that are going to help out Joe Burrow, and their defense is very questionable. Their defense is not going to be able to hold the Browns or the Ravens or even the Steelers, to be honest with you. They picked up Trey Hendrickson and Joseph Asowi, two pass rushers on the defense side of the football, but then they, they have no secondary or no linebackers. And I think the Bengals just have a lot of work to do, and they're a team that if they can find a right front office that's going to build around Joe Burrow, they can make some noise. And in the AFC West, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. It's no question they're finishing it first. I have the Kansas City Chiefs going back to the Super Bowl. They're the best team in the AFC. There's no team in competition with them at the end of the day they're probably going to go to the Super Bowl and win it. 
needed one thing to improve this year. They saw Patrick Mahomes struggling in the Super Bowl. He was running for his life. He could have to avoid pressure. And they went out and boosted up that offensive line. They picked up Orlando Brown, who was the premier offensive lineman in this year, period. And then they picked up Kyle Long, Joe Thunley, and Creed Humphrey, who was, I think personally was the best center in the draft. The, the Chiefs just changed around their offensive line and proved it, and they're looking to protect that man Mahomes. That offense is one of the most historic offenses in the league. They're going to put up numbers with Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, and McCall Hartman on the other side. Mahomes is just different. He's just going to help the team win. If bearing injuries, the Chiefs should be back in the Super Bowl, period. Second division, the last team I got making the playoffs in the AFC is the Chargers. The Chargers are going to have a big year this year. I'm Austin Eckler back, who's going to improve. That's going to be another weapon for him outside of Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Offensive line-wise, they protected him. That was a big problem they had this, this year. And they picked up Rashawn Slater and Corey Lindsey, two offensive tackles that are going to give more time for um, Justin Herbert to do his thing. Defensively, they're healthy. They're getting Bosa back. They're getting Derwin James back, who could be in the defensive player of the year. And he's an all-around safety who's going to pass cover. He's going to stop the run, and he can pass rush. Derwin James is an elite safety, and that's just going to bolster the defense a lot. They already have a good secondary. They picked up Asante Samuel Jr. too as well. I think the Chargers have made some good moves this year, and I'm very excited. The Chargers are taking steps up every single year, and they're going to be a team to worry about for years to come. And in third and fourth, I got the Raiders and Broncos. I got them both going 6-11 and 11 or 7-10. and 10. Both teams are about the same, in my opinion. Raiders, historically, are going to have one of the worst defenses in the league, maybe history, this year. Uh, there's nobody good on that defense. Offensively, they have weapons in Josh Jacobs, who I'm a big fan of. They got Darren Waller, one of the best tight ends in the league. They picked up John Brown, a weapon to replace Nelson Aguilar. But at the end of the day, the Raiders, they're not going to win that many games. They're not going to be in playoff contention. They picked up Yannick Nakawi the pass rusher. He's going to be a solid pickup, but they overpaid him, I think. They made him one of the highest paid defensive ends in the league, pass rushers. And at the end of the day, like, you had to pay him that for him to come to that awful defense. They also picked up Alex Leatherwood, the offensive tackle from Alabama, which was a reach. Nobody had him projected in the first round. They took him in the second. They took him in the first round when he was projected in the second round, which was a big like move that a lot of people were shocked by. It was a shocker. I, I was like, wow, they really just did that when that happened. I just don't see the Raiders making the playoffs at all. Same thing with the Broncos. The Broncos have a good defense, but their offense is just okay. I mean, they have weapons in Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Teddy Bridgewater is their quarterback, but he at the end of the day, he's just an average, if not above average quarterback. The run game, they picked up Javante Williams, who should be a good move. Defensively, they picked up Kyle Fuller, who should be a good corner for them. And they picked up Patrick Sertan, who I think is the best corner in the draft. And the Broncos going to make some noise in the future, but at the end of the day, they need a quarterback. They need more weapons. And now I'm switching over to the NFC. And starting with the NFC, I'm going with the NFC East. It's a two-team race. It's between the football team and the Cowboys. I got the football team taking the slight edge just because they have an elite defense. Their offense improved a little bit this year. They were didn't have a good quarterback last year, and they picked up Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is overall just an average quarterback, but he gets the job done. Fitz Magic. That's what he has that nickname for a reason. They went out and picked up Curtis Samuel, who I think is a really good weapon for him. They still got Scary Terry on the outside of the field and Antonio Gibson. And then they picked up Samuel Cosme, the offensive tackle, which is going to help their offensive line improve a little bit. Their defense overall is going to be one of the best in the league. Uh, it's going to be competing for the first 
And they picked up Jamin Davis, who personally was my favorite draft pick of this year. I think he was the best linebacker in this year's class. He reminds me a lot of Darius Leonard. And that's going to be a big pickup because they still got Chase Young, and he's gonna, and that D-line is just going to be making the quarterback run for their life. You see what they did last year against Tampa in the playoffs. They gave Tampa a run for their money, and it came down to the end of the game. And that was with Taylor Heineke at quarterback, who was a backup. Imagine what they're going to do with actual solid quarterback this year. I'm very excited to see what the football team does this year. Second, I got the Dallas Cowboys. A lot of people overhype this team. It's the Cowboys. It's America's team. They're always on TV. They got Dak Prescott, who's an elite quarterback. Before he went down with injury, he was in the MVP conversation. But at the end of the day, their defense is not it. Their defense isn't going to hold them any games. It's just going to have to be Dak and, the, and Zeke and the offense just trying to outscore teams all the time. They picked up Micah Parsons, who was the number one defensive player drafted this year, and they picked up Kelvin Johnson, the corner from Kentucky. Just two solid pickups of the defense to improve it a little bit, but they still got a lot of work to make on the defensive side of the football. Third in the division, I got the New York Giants. The Giants are, I don't know what's going on in that front office. Yeah, they picked up a couple weapons on the offensive side in Kenny Galladay and Kyle Rudolph and Kadarius Toney in the draft, which I think was a reach. Picked up a Dory Jackson defensively, but then the day their offensive line is what they needed the most. Saquon Barkley's been hurt for the last couple years. Daniel Jones is getting sacked a lot, and I don't think Daniel Jones is that guy, first of all. And they get Saquon back this year, which should be improving, but that offensive line was their biggest weakest weakness, and they still didn't improve it. They haven't improved it in three years, and everybody knows that's been their weakness for the last three years. They need to get rid of their front office and get somebody better. Last, I got the Eagles finishing 4th and 13th. They're overall a bad team. I, I like Jalen Hurts. I wish him nothing but success. I like the pickup of Devontae Smith. It's going to be a nice one-two duo in the league. But at the end of the day, that team is just awful. That team has no offensive line. I don't like anybody on the defense. Darius Slade might have a bounce back year, but that's about it. That team is not going to stop nobody, and they should be fighting for the number one pick in the draft this year. Switching over to the NFC South, it's it's going to be Tampa. They're defending Super Bowl champs. They retained all 22 starters. They have a great offense. They have an elite defense. Tampa's just going to be in, in the NFC Championship this year for sure, and they're just going to be a team that's just going to walk through. They have Tom Brady, who's considered the GOAT as their quarterback. He's just running the show. They got weapons all around. Tampa's just going to win that division. There's no competition in that division for them. The Saints are going to finish in second. I got them at 9-8. and eight. They're a really well-coached team. They got a good defense. They got a solid offense. I'm a big fan of Jameis Winston. I think he's going to have a bounce-back year after being benched last year and learning from Drew Brees. He was blind. That's what a lot of people don't know. He was blind. There was rumors of him in the huddle talking to players and asking how much time was left on the clock just because he couldn't see. He was blind, and the year when he was starting, he was first in TDs and first in yards. Also, he was first in interceptions, but then again, he's blind. In preseason, he looked really good. Last year in the playoffs, he made a deep throw that was a dot right on the money for a touchdown in the postseason for them. I just think Jameis Winston was the right decision to pick at quarterback, and I think he's going to have a good year with them. He's going to throw for yards. You know how Winston is. He's, he's just a slinger. They picked up Peyton Turner and Pete Warner on the defensive side of the football, who's just going to be everyday players for them. Solid pickups. They're, Sean Payton's going to coach them well, and they're going to be solid contributors to the team. Third, I got the Panthers. I got them going 7-10. They're good offense. Their defense needs a little bit of work. Um, they picked up J.C. Horn on the defensive side of the football. Offensively, they picked up Sam Darnold and Terrence Marshall. Sam Darnold's an okay quarterback. He had a bad career with the Jets, but then again, the Jets have been terrible for the last almost decade, and they're going to improve this year. He's got weapons in C-Mac, who's coming back from injury, and in my opinion, the best running back in the game 
could do it on both sides of the football. He's going to be able to catch for a thousand or a hundred yards, maybe even a thousand yards in the season, and he's going to catch for a hundred yards rushing, or he's going to rush for a hundred yards as well. He's a hundred, hundred, and a TD almost every game given. He just puts up great numbers, and then they got solid receivers. I think the Panthers just going to—they're just missing out on a QB and then improve the defense. The Falcons I got at six and eleven. Falcons got a terrible defense. They got one of the worst defenses in the league. Offensively, I like their weapons. They picked up Mike Davis and they picked up Kyle Pitts. I think Kyle Pitts is going to be elite tight end in the football. I already think he's a top five tight end in the game, and he hasn't even played a single snap in the NFL. They picked up Mike Davis, who had a solid year last year. He replaced C-Mac when he went down. He played good last year. They have Calvin Ridley still, who has the potential to be a running or wide receiver one this year. And they got Russell Gage, who's balling out last year when Julio was out, and he was able to get more touches. The Falcons just got more improved. I don't think Matt Ryan's that guy no more. He's up there in age. I think it's towards the end of his career. But the Falcons got to improve a little bit more to be an actual contender. Next in the NFC North, it's the Packers. Just like every year, it's the Packers, only the Packers. That division, the only team worthy is the Packers. I got them going 12-5. and five. They have an elite offense that's going to be able to score with every single team in the league. The defense can stop a couple teams. I mean, Defense is okay. It's not the best. It's not the worst. It's just middle of the pack, in my opinion, if not a little bit above middle of the pack. They uh, went out and picked up Eric Stokes, the cornerback, and they picked up Amari Rodgers, two solid young players that they're going to add to the team and produce. But at the end of the day, Packers running through that division. I got them going to the Super Bowl personally. It's Aaron Rodgers' last dance, Devontae Adams' last dance, and they're just going to make a run, and they're just going to win games and make it to the Super Bowl. Next, I got the Vikings at 9-8. and eight. Their defense is very underrated. They got a lot of playmakers on that defense. They're going to make a lot of noise. Their offensive line, they picked up Christian Darsu, who's a good pickup for them. Personally, he's going to help out on the run game and then passing. They got weapons in Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Irv Smith, Dalvin Cook. Their run first team. I just Kirk Cousins isn't it to me. I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to win you a Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, the Vikings are a team that's going to go 9-8. and eight. They might be fighting for the last wild card spot. We'll see. We'll see. Third, I got the Bears going 8-9. and nine. They got a decent defense. The offense is just middle of the pack, in my opinion. They're running with Andy Dalton at quarterback for this year. I think they should go Justin Fields. But they're going to realize after week four or week five, after Andy Dalton's not it, that they need to put Justin Fields in to prepare for the future. I think this year is just, just, just chill and like coast through, let Justin Fields get comfortable, and then work for next year for him. And then last in that division, I got the Detroit Lions. They're going to be competing for the worst team in the league with the Eagles and the Texans. They have a ter terrible team. It's just awful all around. They're going to be fighting for number one. They picked up Jared Goff, who is okay at best. And they picked up Penny Sewell, who's a positive. But at the end of the day, Detroit's where you go to end your career, ruin your career, you know? Nobody ever does anything good in Detroit. It's just Detroit's a team you go waste your career. Look what they did to Barry Sanders. Look what they did to Megatron. It's just Detroit's just a bad team, and they're always going to be a bad team. I'm sorry to the Lion fans. And then NFC West, to me, this was the hardest division to rank. It has four teams that can honestly make the playoffs, and this year with at them adding another team to the playoffs, you could easily have all four teams make the playoffs. I have three for sure. The last team I, I think can make it in the last wild card spot, but it's just going to be tough. I, I don't know. I can't see four teams in division making it, but it could happen. I got Seattle finishing at 11-6. and six. Their defense in the second half of the year was one of the best in the league, but in the first half it was just awful, one of the worst in history. 
we just got to see what defense shows up for the Seattle Seahawks, and that's going to show me what they are. I'm just a big fan of Russell Wilson. I think he's an elite quarterback, third-best quarterback in the league. He's got weapons. He's gotten a good offense. Pete Carroll's going to let him cook this year. I just think as long as they have Russell Wilson, the best player in that division, they're just going to win games. And every year they're a team that's going to be a Super Bowl contender, and just they just compete. They put out a roster that's going to compete every single year. Next, I got the Rams at 10-7. and seven. I actually had the Rams winning the division before Cam Akers went down. Uh, I think that was a big loss for them, and that's still it's it's going to be tough for them to bounce back. But they're still going to win games. They still have Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey on that defense. That's really all you need on the defensive side of the football, the two best defensive players in the league. And then you add that the offense, they picked up Matthew Stafford, which is an improvement from Jared Goff. He's going to have to – he's a gun, gunslinger. He's got Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. So we're going to see what he does offensively this year. They're, they're going to be competing for a Super Bowl just because of McVay being a good coach and that defense just being elite. Third, I got the Niners at 10-7 and seven as well. They have overall a deep squad again. Their, their players are actually healthy this year. They're getting uh, Nick Bosa back. They're getting Fred Warner back. They just they were missing out on their two best players in the defensive side of the football. Mostert's coming back from injury. Kittle's coming back from injury. Garoppolo coming back. I don't think Garoppolo's a Super Bowl winning quarterback for them. I don't think he's going to win them a Super Bowl. But, hey, he got them to a Super Bowl, and they're – I think they have like a crazy stat where they win 75% of their games whenever Garoppolo is their quarterback. I don't think he's that good, but hey, they're winning. They picked up Trey Lance, Trey Sermon, and Alex Mack, improved the offensive line. Got another running back in Trey Sermon, who I think is going to be at the end of the year, the number one running back. And then they picked up Lance. Lance is honestly the move that's going to be a little questionable. Because if Lance shows up and he balls out and replaces Jimmy Garoppolo, that was a great pickup. But if he doesn't, that was a waste of pick. They traded up for the third pick in the draft for a quarterback that doesn't show up. We're just going to see what happens. They're going to look for Trey Lance to take over at QB some point. I don't know if it's this year, next year, just whenever. Last night, the division, I got the Cardinals. They improved a lot. They got a really good team. Um, their division is just very tough. It's going to be – it's very tough for me to see them winning. Kyler's going to take another step up. They got arguably one of the best receivers in the league in D-Hop. They picked up A.J. Green. They picked up Rondell Moore. And then defensively, they got J.J. Watt to go on the other side of Chandler Jones. They still got Buda Baker in the backfield. They have Isaiah Simmons. And then they picked up Xavion Collins, which is a good pickup off for the defense, and he's going to be a solid rookie this year. I think the Cardinals just got – they're just in a tough division. It just sucks to see because they're a good team that can make the playoffs and deserves to make the playoffs, but it's just tough. In, that, in the NFC, I got the Packers coming out, and I got them playing the Bucks in the NFC Championship, and I think they're going to be facing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. At the end of the year, I think it's going to be the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl again. It's Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the league and the most talented quarterback to ever step foot in the NFL football field ever. And now I'm going to switch over to NFL award winners. I'm trying to win all of us some money. I'm trying to win some money. I'm trying to help y'all win some money. So I'm going to give you guys my future picks for prop bets, and I'm going to give you guys the odds, what I like, and then you guys can put some money into it and see if y'all win some cash at the end of the year for you guys. These are my NFL award winners. I'm going to start off with offensive rookie of the year. To me, Zach Wilson at plus 650 is a steal. You put a little sprinkle on that. I personally put a, a hundred on it. It's gonna win me six hundred and fifty. He wins it. I think he's. They're talking about him. Tony Romo's talking about him being already in the conversation with Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes. Like, as soon as he step foot in the league, 
Another player to be interested in that is Kyle Pitts at plus 950. The odds are pretty nice. I sprinkle a little bit of money on it. Not too much, just a little light bet, just because he's going to have a good year. He could be one of the best tight ends. He might have one of the best tight ends rookie years, you know what I mean? He's just going to put up numbers on the Atlanta team that likes to air the ball out. I just think Kyle Pitts has a chance to win it. On the defensive rookie of the year, I like Jamin Davis at plus 450. He's going to be all over the field. He's probably going to lead all um, rookies in tackles, and I think that's a big big move that can win him defensive rookie of the year. Also, I like Kawadi Pei at plus 1150, and that's a nice little sprinkle. I think he's going to lead all rookies in sacks, and he's just going to show why he's a good improvement to that Colts defense. I think he's a good player to put your money on, but at the end of the day, Jamin Davis is the safer play. For MVP, I have two quarterbacks in mind. One is Mahomes plus five, two, 525. He's the best QB in the league. He's going to be in the MVP conversation every year. He's kind of the safe play right there. But who I like to win it this year is Russell Wilson at plus 1,550. Russell Wilson is one of the best QBs in the league. And he, I don't even think he's still yet to get an MVP vote, and he deserves it. He could honestly win an MVP every single year, and he's going to put up numbers this year. Pete Carroll lets him eat. He has DK Metcalf, who's one of the most talented receivers in the league. He's got Tyler Lockett. They picked up Gerald Everett. And overall, like, he's just going to air the ball out, and they're going to win some games. If you win in that tough division and you can make it, let's say, to the NFC Championship, which they very much could, he, there, there's no way he can't be in the conversation and can't win it. I just think Russell Wilson at that odds is just a, a nice pick. And then my defensive player of the year, I got Derwin James at plus 2,300. He's coming off a tough injury, but at the end of the day, that man is talented. He can do it on – he can do all three sides of the football. He can stop the run. He can rush the QB. And he's, he's going he's gonna to lock down in coverage for the pass. And if the Chargers make the playoffs and have an elite defense this year, and he's with the reason why, he's definitely a nice pickup for rookie or defensive player of the year. Another one is Chase Young at plus 500. That kid's day one was dominant in the NFL. He was given – people like troubles immediately and he's just going to make a lot of noise this year plus 500 is a good odds for him in my opinion he's good the second best defensive lineman behind Aaron Donald who usually always wins it but I don't think they're going to give it to the same person it's not it's not interesting to the NFL for them to give the award to the same person over and over and over Next, I got comeback player of the year. I got Dak Prescott. He's the favorite, plus 150. We've seen what he did in Thursday night football against Tampa, 400 yards, three TDs. He balled out coming off that tough injury. He, and they're going to be airing the ball out 24-7. Another nice pickup I like at that is Saquon Barkley, plus 600. His only thing is if he can stay healthy. If he stays healthy, he's one of the most talented running backs in the league, and he could easily lead the league in rushing. And if that happens, at him plus 600 is a nice pickup. Nice little sprinkle, and you can steal some money right there. Now I'm going to division winners. NFC West division winner, I got the Seattle Seahawks at plus 275. They're actually projected to finish third in the division, odds-wise, and I think that's a steal. I think they're going to finish first. I think it's their division to take. They got the best player in the division. The offense is probably the best offense in the division. It for sure is. And their defense is the only question mark, but I think their defense is going to improve. They're, just keep them in the game. That's all they need. Another one is the NFC East division winner is the Washington football team. It's at plus 185. The Cowboys have the same odds as them. That depends on who you think is going to win the division, put money on that. But I personally got the football team. That defense is just too elite. Defense wins championships, period. And then the AFC North division winner, the same thing with the Browns and Ravens. They got the same odds. 
I would take the Browns now. I was a little questionable about it just because of how good the Ravens team is, but them losing Marcus Peters and their two running backs, it's just going to be tough for them to have a complete team compared to the Cleveland Browns who are loaded front to back on paper everywhere and they play great football. AFC Championship winner, the Chiefs at plus 250. Seems like an easy one to me. I don't think there's a team on the Chiefs level right now. They're just so ahead of the game. They have the best QB, the best offense. Their defense is just solid. I just think the Chiefs at plus 250 is easy money. And then with the NFC Championship, I got the Packers winning it at plus 600. Those odds are really good. They're the second team favorite to win it behind Tampa. I think Tampa is just going to have problems stopping Aaron Rodgers in the offense. Overall, the Packers are just going to win the NFC, in my opinion. And then the Super Bowl. It's between the Chiefs and Packers to me. Chiefs at plus 500 is not bad odds. You know, it's the Chiefs. They're probably going to end up being in the Super Bowl for sure. And they're probably going to end up winning it at the end of the day. But putting a little sprinkle on the Packers at plus 1,000, it's Aaron Rodgers' last dance. He has a point to prove, and he's trying to prove that he's the best QB in the league, and he's trying to show the Packers that they need to show him that he deserves the superstar treatment. And him and Devontae's last dance, I think they're going to make some noise, and I think this could be Aaron Rodgers' year. And I'm very excited to see what happens. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate you all. Stay tuned for another episode.